Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And um, I've got a few kids hanging around me, so they they wanted to say hi. Hey. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. Uh, those are my girls, Finley and Hadley. We're uh, they're hanging out with me here at the office today, and and man, I've, I've got to say, first off, um, if you listen last week, you can tell I'm I'm feeling a lot better um, based on my voice, and and then I also want to start today and and say that I I sure hope you like sports because. I know I've got a ton of analogies that relate back to sports, and there's just something about sports I feel like they're they're extremely relatable to our lives as Christians, and uh, so I'm sure you're assuming here comes another one, and you'd be right. And so I'll, I'll tell you here from the start, I do not enjoy playing golf. Uh, maybe one day I'll come around and start to play and actually enjoy it. But I'll, I'll tell you this, I did used to play. My granddad was a golf pro and his brother was actually a professional golfer. So golf is in my family and it runs pretty deep. And And I used to play in the junior golf tournaments around town when I was little and and as you well know, in regards to any sports or anything that we do, you you got to practice. And and golf especially isn't a sport you can just get out there and, and pick up a club and rip it and and not practice all the things. Well, I'll never forget hating, literally hating every Tuesday and Thursday because my granddad would be waiting on me and my brother Bo to get home from school and it wasn't that part that I hated. He was he was an awesome guy. But the part I hated was that he took us to the golf course to practice. And there I was, slicing and pulling it and never hitting the ball straight, mainly because I had that baseball swing in me. And I remember with us being so young and trying to learn that it wasn't ever anything super mechanical that he had us work on. It was you know, simple things like the the backswing. And I remember in that slow draw of his, he'd say, steady now. And that was about it. Besides the one thing that was the most important thing to him to instill in us when we were that age is that it was always, always about the grip. Can't hold it too tight. Can't be too loose. And when it wasn't right, you got to change your grip and, and do it this way and, and see how you hit it that way. Hold the club this way. And so, so much like golf, a, a sport I do like, baseball, is so much the same in regards to your grip. Not necessarily for hitters, although it does apply, but if you ever watch baseball, you know that a pitcher throws all kinds of pitches and each pitch they throw requires a different grip. Based on the movement that you hope to create with the ball or what location you want it to end up in, what you're wanting to do with it, your grip changes. Now, I bring these up because in Hebrews, as most of you good Bible students know, the writer is writing to a people that need some encouragement. They need some strength. They need to be built up. They need confidence and filling back up with some good. 
They've spent a lot of time slicing the ball, pulling it, can't find the strike zone. It's been hard. A lot of balls in the water and in the woods. And as you read through Hebrews, you know about the great hall of faith and the encouragement that can be had through looking to those that hung in there with their faith. You get to chapter 12 and the writer says, man, look to the clouds, fix your eyes on Jesus. No matter what you're going through, which for them was some pretty tough stuff, no matter where your ball lands or how bad you miss the strike zone, look to him. But you get all the way down to verse 12 of chapter 12, and he says something that in life, just like in sports, can be result in life changing. Verse 12 reads, so take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Now, you know, I got to thinking about how many times I go about this life I live and I just keep missing. I can't throw a strike. I keep slicing the ball. I end up in the woods or in the water. And there is my granddad's voice saying the same thing we see in Hebrews. Steady now. And of course, change your grip. Now, some versions don't read here to change your grip. It reads to strengthen the hands that are, the, uh, that are weak. Same thing. You, you put yourself in a solid, a strong position to get the result that you desire. Change it up. So put yourself in a position to hit the ball straight and to do this thing called life the right way. Now, you may be asking the question, well, okay, well, that's not really specific. How do I change my grip? What what are we talking about here? What do I need to change it to? Well, I remember my granddaddy would grab a club that was nearby, and he would show us what the grip should look like when he wanted it changed. Anytime as a former coach, I was working with pitchers, and, and we were working on pitches, I would hold a ball, and I would show them what to change the grip to, what it should look like, in in hopes that you see some results and you see some positive change through changing your grip. Do it this way. Grip it here. This is what it should look like. So for your 44 today, I don't want to just look at this and say, change your grip. That does us no good. Just like my granddad didn't just say, change your grip, and, and me know what that means or what it should look like, the writer here doesn't just say, change your grip and figure it out. He shows us how. He picks up a ball. He holds the golf club, and he shows us where to place our hands. Verse 14, work at living in peace with everyone. This is really hard to do sometimes, and uh, but I, I think there's a reason why he starts here, because when life isn't going well for us, when we're in the woods or we end up with our ball in the water, it's usually because someone has created some form of angst or trouble or frustration. They've said something to us, and and here it is, man. Change your grip. Don't go changing their grip. You change yours. Take a few swings with that new grip that has you practicing living in peace with everyone, and watch what happens next when you do. Paul says, you'll end up in the fairway. Also in verse 14, he says, work at living a holy life. Again, super hard to do these days when I've got distractions everywhere and bad news and it's on my phone, it's in my ear, it's on the TV. I'm surrounded by junk and it makes it hard to live holy. But but again, things not going well for you, 
slicing the ball off into the woods. You can't throw a strike, change your grip. Get to work at living a holy life and get in his word. Get in his ear with your prayer life. And then when you do, check out the results that follow. You'll spend a lot less time in the woods and in the water. And then the writer also says in in verse 15, look after each other. Another big one, because honestly, if I asked you, who are you most concerned about right now? Our, Our answer to that is usually me. And yet when it's all about me and I'm only worried about me, it's right then that things usually go awry. It's right here where we need to change our grip and we need to look after each other and concern yourself with others. And usually when you change your grip in that way, has this weird way of fixing a lot for you. The writer actually goes on to say a little later in chapter 13, concern yourself with not just looking after each other, which is a little vague, but here's some specifics. Love each other. Show hospitality to strangers. Remember those that are in prison. Remember those that are being mistreated as though it was you going through it. Feel what they feel. Look after them. You want your life to look a little more straight than it is? Change your grip over to concerning yourself with others a little more than you are right now. Finally, there's so much more in chapter 13. Might be beneficial for you to read all these for yourself in Hebrews 13, like honoring your marriage, remaining faithful in marriage, remembering your leaders. Don't be attracted by new and strange ideas. A lot of that going on right now. Proclaim your allegiance to Jesus. Remember you are his. Pray, live honorably, all places where we may just need to change our grip. But through all these places and areas of our life where we may need to change our grip, do not forget the hole with the flag sticking out of it that you're aiming for. Don't forget when you grip that ball that the goal is to throw a strike. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28, the writer says, Do not forget since we are receiving a kingdom, heaven, that is unshakable above all else, be thankful and praise God by worshiping him with holy fear and all. No matter what's happening in your life that has you spending more time in the woods and in the water than in the fairway, consider changing your grip and keeping your sights set on the ultimate prize and the ultimate goal of eternity in heaven. I want to thank you guys so much for listening today. If you're in a situation where you need to do a little more than make a minor adjustment with your grip and you need a major overhaul and you need someone to talk to, someone to pick you up on a Tuesday or Thursday and go out to the driving range to get your life back under control, I'm here. Please reach out. Would love nothing more than to do what is written here in Hebrews and look after you and sit down and come up with a battle plan to keep you eating keep you growing, and keep pushing forward. You can reach out to me at jedyancey at gmail.com or find me on Facebook. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Now, let's let's eat. eat, baby.